Good afternoon, James. How are you? I'm all right, Gregor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So here we are. It's the finale of season... Is this season three or season four? Season three. Season three. And we're doing the Ferengi today. We are. Yeah, My favourite alien race from Star Trek. Yeah. Now, since it's a finale, wouldn't it be great if we had a show-stopping surprise for the listeners today? I think that's a great idea. What can you pull out the bag, Gregor? Oh, I don't know. How about everyone's favourite Ferengi, Rom, played by the wonderful Max Grodencheck. Welcome, Max. And thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you ever so much for joining us, Max. Yeah, we, re- we really appreciate the, the time you take out for, for the fans on uh, this one, Max. Yeah, so yeah d- uh, don't, don't tell Armin that I'm everyone's favourite Ferengi. He thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Max, I was doing a little bit of preparation for today and, you know, you've done a lot more than just Star Trek. You have done some absolute blockbuster movies and landmark TV shows, um, you know, amongst them Sister Act, Barton Fink. Uh, Rising Sun, uh, that was the one with Edinburgh's own Sean Connery, wasn't it? <laughs> he was very nice to me, Sean was Connery he? was. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apollo 13, ER, Bruce Almighty, Six Feet Under. You know, Apollo, I, I think there was a connection. I think Ron Howard, liked Star- his family liked Star Trek. I think that was helpful to me, that I had a connection to DS9 and Star Trek for him. So, yeah, so he asked me. That's quite a CV you have there, Max. That really is a problem. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But um, you're obviously most famous for playing wrong on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. But that wasn't... Um, Yeah, I think I'm best known for that, yes. But that wasn't your first Ferengi, was it? It wasn't my first Ferengi. Uh, My first Ferengi was... Uh, an ep- uh, episode of uh, Next Generation called Captain's Holiday. Yeah. Uh, which was filmed in January of 1990. And that was uh, with, uh, it was a st- really a three person story. Uh, Patrick, uh, Captain Picard, Patrick Stewart, and uh, his love interest, uh, oh God, Avash was the character's name. I, I, I know the actor. The actress I know, and yes. I can't, I'm um, sorry, I can't think of her name. Jennifer? Jennifer Hendricks. Hen? Hendricks. Je- Je- Hendricks, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Hendrick or Hendricks, yeah, that sounds right. And 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 me, and it was just, uh, it was just a great experience, a really great experience. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, we could talk more about it later if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, and the that play a significant part in, I mean, it seems obvious that that played quite an important part in how you how you were cast in DS9. Uh, is it something, you know, did the, the producers remember you and bring you back? Or you know, was that a whole new process going through? I did, I did, well, I did that uh, Captain's Holiday, and then they called me in, uh, that was the third season, and in the fifth season, they called me in without without auditioning me. That's a Every actor loves that to be called in because the producers know him already, like his work. They called me in the fifth season for the perfect mate. And and the the woman who played, the the actress who played the perfect mate was Famke Janssen, who went on to, uh, I know, great things. Actually, Famke, she worked with Patrick Stewart, right? In uh, X-Men or something like that? Yeah, yes, yes. She played Jean Jean Grey in X-Men. So, so uh, I, I did that. It was me and another uh, Ferengi. Uh, we didn't do too much. We just had to make sure the chrysalis that she was kind of hatching. She's the perfect mate. And I think whoever she first sets her eyes on or whoever first sets their eyes on her, uh, there's some kind of imprint and she knows automatically what they like. And uh, while we were shooting that episode, Michael Westmore, who is uh, he's an Academy Award winner, uh, Makeup Academy Award winner, first of all. Um, Michael Westmore came over to me and said they were 
casting a new Star Trek spinoff. I don't think they had the name Deep Space Nine yet, but they were casting a new Star Trek spinoff. And they knew that one of the uh, series regular roles would be that of a Ferengi. So have your have your agent look out for that. And I called my agent. I didn't think anything would come of it. But uh, a couple of months later, because this was in, in the middle of the season still, and I guess they waited till the season was over, shooting was over. Uh, they called me in to read for the role of Quark. Not Rom, but Quark. And uh, I read, and I thought I was horrible, and I, I went home and I thought, well, you know, uh, it just wasn't meant to be. And then I got a phone call three weeks later. Because three, it's a, in television, everything goes pretty quickly. And, and if, if you're cast in something, they want you shooting it the next couple of, they want to tell you about it uh, within the next couple of days. But this took a while, I guess, because it was a pilot. So they called me in three weeks later. And uh, I, I, I swore to myself that I would do better. And uh, this, the first time they called me in, the, the room was pretty crowded. The hallways were pretty crowded. All the actors were uh, milling around and there were uh, quite a few of them and the second time they called me and there were very very few actors uh, Armin later told me it, you know it means they're getting down to their final choices so I went in and read and I, I screwed it up again I didn't like what I did at all I thought I was worse than the first time and I walked out to uh, the steps of Paramount Studios uh, the Gower the Gower Street is uh, right there or Gower Ave I don't know is right there, and um, I was just sulking. And a couple of minutes later, Armin came out, <laughs> and he said, uh, "What's up?" I said, "Well, I just read for this big Star Trek series, and uh, I, I think I really screwed up." He said, "I know. I saw you in there." The good news is, it's between you and me for the job. Well, I felt even worse now because I thought he must know somebody. He's going to get the job because he knows somebody. I said, how do you know? What's your connection? How do you know that it's between you and me for the job? And he said, uh, well, we were the only two short people there. <laughs> and uh, that was my introduction to the wisdom of Armin Schimmerman. Told that story before, but it doesn't hurt to repeat it. So, no, it's and a so great we story sat down. He sat down on the steps next to me, and we spent. We were there like forty minutes. We spent a long, and I walked him to his car. We were there a while talking about the show, the series, and um, if he's there, uh, a Quark is there, and Nog is already a part of the script. Then there must be a father. Armin said he wouldn't mind playing the father, and uh, I didn't. I didn't mind either. So uh, the first thing I heard from them, they wanted me to shoot one day as the role of the uh, the croupier. Yeah. He was a croupier in, in, the, in, the, in the casino that Quark owned at Quark's Bar. And I did that, and I thought that was really nice that they asked me in. And uh, then a couple of weeks passed, and they, they sent me a script for that first, very first episode. And I had a name. I was wrong. Uh, and I forget the name of that episode was the first or second episode after the pilot, the first or second episode. I don't remember the name of it, but then they called me in again and they called me in again. It was a great thing, you know, till season seven, till the end of season seven. Was, what a gift. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think you're Armin, uh, Armin said that he, uh, told him about me and, uh, and that I owe him 10% for uh, everything I made. But uh, I'm not sure that, I'm not so sure if that's true or not. Yeah, right, right. So I'm sorry, Gregor. Yeah, so all that empathy from Armin outside the studio, it wasn't all altruistic. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I have, you know, are you guys, you guys are in Edinburgh, and I've just been staring at this. This is a, okay. oh, is it on the screen? Oh, it's hard to see on the screen. Oh, well, that glass is bigger than my head. Um, <laughs> that is a, this is what this is. I don't know if you're familiar with this stuff. Where can I put it? Yeah. Oh, can, yes, I'm, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, uh, it's excellent. They sell it here. And uh, and uh, Slanjiva, is that what they say? Slanjiva, yes. I have no idea. I live a bit further south than Gregor. I'm down in England, so I'm a bit further south. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you 
Are you Scots? Scottish? No, no, I live near Manchester. Manchester, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, he's, James is a, a still a valued member of the Alba crew, despite living near Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hold it like, against me too much. But James, you're at home right now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Sure. Um, I mean, Rom, I mean, that must have been very exciting, but obviously at that point, I'm guessing you didn't know you were going to keep coming back and come back and come back for episode after episode. But Every as, actor wants that. Yeah. Every um, actor wants that. But what, what was the experience like playing Rom's character arc from, you know, croupier all the way through to the Grand Nagus, that must have been a fantastic experience to, to, to follow that story arc and actually be the character playing that. You, 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 you hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, it was incredible. The things they gave me, they gave the character to go through and they gave me to play. Uh, he gets to stand up for his, his son, for his Nog, who uh, Aaron Eisenberg, may he rest in peace. He gets to stand up for his son. Uh, his son wants to shows an interest in Starfleet Academy, and uh, here's a guy. He's always been under his brother's thumb, mm. you know, and uh, and he doesn't want he doesn't want Nog to end up like him. And when he shows an interest in Starfleet again, when Nog shows an interest in going to Starfleet Academy. You know he's 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 glad he's glad he he, can, he knows he knows uh, Starfleet is a good thing and 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 then uh, when when uh, Quark sabotages uh, Nog's test um, to disqualify him from going to the academy uh, now he's I mean he's livid he, he, he's livid he. he he finds, you know, the episode. He finds. I think it's facets. It's a B story in facets. I think he, he, he finds Quark coming down one of those corridors, one of those long hallways, and he jumps on him and hell holds him by the lapels and says, "If you ever do any," he says, "I know what you did. I know what you did. If you ever do anything to hurt my son again, I will burn the bar to the ground." And then he walks away. That was. That was just a fabulous thing to be able to play. And then he gets involved with the, he forms a union. He, 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 he forms a union and he meets Lita, the Dabo girl, and uh, they're smitten with each other and they get, gets married and, and becomes the Grand Nagus. The Nagus is retiring and picks him as the Grand Nagus for a new, kinder, gentler Ferengi uh, so many, so many, so many great things that I got for, to play that the writers for me, wrote for me. The writers did that. I didn't do that. The writers did that. Cheers to the writers. Thank you. For me, one uh, of the really great things about Rom is how he went against Ferengi culture because in the beginning of DS9, we're told about the ultra-capitalist and they treat women worse than second-rate citizens and and to see Rom fighting for the underdog and to try and level that society and make it much more fair, I think is a really interesting thing to experience as Rom's doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think I get the sense that there was actually, you know, on the set, you know, there was a... a Ferengi family with Armin at the head of that Ferengi family, so to speak, and that when you watch the, the DS9 documentary and Armin talks about when it was a Ferengi episode, mm -hmm. he would have you all round to his rehearsing uh, before he... The what thing? He would have... Armin used to... When it was a Ferengi episode, Armin would have all you guys round at his house to rehearse before... The, the shooting of the episode would start, so it would be, you know, obviously yourself or maybe Jeffrey or um, that was an episode that featured Brunt and Arden and Cecily. Um, you would all go around to his when you were all in an episode together. I mean, what, what was that like? That was great. Uh, Armin's a very smart guy, and uh, he was a he is a, a theater he is a theater performer. He, uh, I mean, he does great things on camera, but he is of the theater. He he ha actually has a theater that he's a member of in 
in in Los Angeles area uh, called uh, oh God what's that pa uh, Antius Theater Company, and he knew that rehearsal would be productive. He knew rehearsal would help us one to get to know each other and to get to know each other's characters and to get to know the scenes uh, uh, better. Um, so I think that was a very very bright idea. We'd hang out at his house and and then when we get on the set we get on the set we already have. Uh, it's not brand new to us, you know. We're not fumbling around as much as uh, one might otherwise. And I so. suppose in that situation as well, you would become a lot closer as actors, which makes pretending the chemistry's there a lot easier when it actually is something that you've built up naturally. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point. Yeah. Mm. We did get. We did get. We did get to know each other. Um. I was um, lucky enough uh, to see yourself and Aaron back in 2016 on, ST on the stage at STLD in full character doing your comedy routine. Uh, and it was absolutely brilliant. And one of the things that I thought stood out was there was obviously great affection from the fans to you guys. But I, I genuinely felt that the affection coming back off the stage from both yourself and Aaron towards the fans, that there was you know, genuine love and respect there for the fans. Uh, I, I really did feel that. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, particularly Aaron actually had quite an emotional moment on the stage. Um, and it, it was really touching to see. But what, one of the things that stood out for me, even talking about the show itself, was uh, the, the scene where you go to take, you described the scene where you go to take uh, Nog's hand when he's leaving for Starfleet. I'm still drinking my whiskey. I hope that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it wouldn't be a proper recording of uh, Spock the Week if we weren't drinking while we were doing uh, it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I was just saying how great the comedy act was and the love and affection between the fans and how we, I felt it was reciprocated from you and Aaron when you were on stage. And just when you were talking about that scene where you Rom goes to take Nog's hand when Nog's going off to Starfleet. Uh, just fantastic scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, Aaron and I had uh, several arguments. Uh, uh, <laughs> and one of them about he didn't want me holding his hand when I went, when he went in there into the bar. <laughs> uh, and uh, we didn't know how to resolve it. And we asked Armin, we asked Uncle Armin what to do. And he said, Take his hand, and when you, as soon as you hit the bar, let him go. So, <laughs> Uncle Armin was very, um, well, his wisdom shone everywhere. So, that's just one, that's another example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, uh, Aaron and I used to put on, I don't, have you seen us in makeup and wardrobe, but maybe at a convention? We used to do that, and we'd write a little script, and um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, it's a great guy. It's a great guy, great man, a great man, and someone. You know, sometimes he felt like my son, and sometimes I I would look up to him like he was a father. Uh, he he was a very smart guy. He's a very smart guy too. And uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. God, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, enjoy listening to you. And as an actor, did you get much? In general, on the set, was there much input from the actors playing the characters um, with the writers in terms of character arc and suggestions that, mm, as the actor, you felt may have helped the story? Ha, 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 perfectly word for word and the last thing they do after a shot before they move on to a new shot is they ask judy brown the uh script coordinator i think her title is they ask they, they say judy how was it and if you got the script correctly uh, if you read it did your lines correctly she would say uh, i don't she had a she had a saying she <laughs> i can't remember and if if you did if we didn't then they'd have to discuss if they could get a if they could loop it you know what looping is you go into a studio afterwards and uh, you say the line over your over your mouth correctly so uh, that's how it was yeah 
Um, is so, there a reason why Star Trek did that? Why it had to be absolutely word perfect? Well, oh, good question. Uh, yeah, I always felt it was a, it was a um, respect for the writers. Yeah. You know, I was taught as an actor growing up, I was taught you say what the writer wrote. And, and uh, yeah, and I, I think it had to do with, you know, th these are my writers. Um, they're, the script is very good. Please, please say it as it is written. So I understand actors who their own words are more comfortable to them because they're their own words. I, under I understand that. But the job is to uh, do the lines as they are written and to, to make those your own words. Take the script and make that yours, not, not shove your stuff into the script. So you is didn't that feel that that restricted your performance in any way then? It's funny. Nobody ever asked me that before. Uh, did it restrict me? No. No. No, that could be because I was made to be a Ferengi, perhaps. That could be because writers, when they start writing a character, as it goes along, you know, in the series, you know, you, you get the you get the first episode, second episode, third episode. As it goes along, as it goes along, they see, they're watching the episodes. You know, they're watching the daily takes, yeah. scenes and everything. They can see what's working for the character and what's not working for the character. So if if it's not working for the character, if it doesn't feel right coming out of their mouth, they they go to the things that do feel right, yeah, and and they have that uh, they have the ability to hone in on that. And as the series goes along, then I think you are them what they they write the you have become the character, and the characters become you, kind of if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it I, does. I, I never thought of it that way. Were there any writers who would gravitate towards specific characters? They may like writing a wrong part, but they might not like writing a gold cat part. So where the writers that would gravitate towards a character. What was Mark's name? Mark Mark Limo. Yeah. Yes. Mark Alimo. Ah, Mark Alimo. A brilliant actor. Very much a so. Brilliant, a brilliant mm -hmm. actor. He was not, I just found out he was not the original uh, Gold Ducat. Really? They had some really? they had some they had someone before him. Yeah, you, you could probably find it online somewhere, but they had someone before him. He did all the episodes. Well, I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Pretty sure they, they had another person. And they weren't crazy. After maybe a couple of uh, days of shooting, they weren't crazy about him. So they went with Mark. And, uh, and I think Mark Alimo is a brilliant actor. And I told him so on the roof of a hotel somewhere in... Uh, Somewhere in the area of, uh, yeah, uh, Brandenburg, Germany. No, not, yeah, anyway, I, I remember telling him that. I, I had to tell him how good he was because I'm kind of in awe, I'm in awe of great talent, and I think he is one, a great talent. So. I, I can't imagine anyone else playing Gold No, right? No, right? me neither. Yeah. He, he made it his. Yes. Yeah, he made it his. But... You could say the same about pretty much any of the recurring actors in Deep Space Nine. Those characters are all so distinct and individual that you can't. I can't imagine anybody else playing any of them. Yeah, but the the bad guy, you know, the the Gul Dukats of the world, uh, yeah, uh, and they're acting. They 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 really got it. He was really despicable. <laughs> I mean, you really hate him and. Uh, that's, I think that's a hard thing to play. Mm. Uh, pl uh, plenty of other roles that were just, you know, they're not about, they're not, a, they're not bad guy roles. Uh, and, and, and the people, the actors who play them are great. But um, that what, he, what he contributed to that show as the bad guy, I think, was something very special. Yeah. But he was so charming while being despicable at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I still picture in his head... He, He's in a scene with Major Kira. He said, Major, I did this for you. <laughs> you know, all the, and whatever he did, he did it for the Major. So. 
What was there a favourite uh, writer that you had on the show when you seen a script and you thought, well, this has come from a writer, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this show? Mm, I have a favourite writer on that show. Uh, well, uh, I like them all. Uh, I, I, you like any script that's written for you, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you write a script, if, if, my, if, if I open the page and it, it has the cast of characters in there and it says Rom, you know, yeah, I like you. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking uh, of that, Ira, so if- Ira, Ira Bear wrote for uh, uh, the Ferengis um, mm-hmm. and Ron Moore. Well, he wrote for the Kling- He's a Klingon guy, but uh, he would include Ferengis in his stories. Uh, just everybody. I think all the writers. I, I don't. I don't want to leave anybody out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out. So. Uh, I think all the writers wrote Ferengi episodes at some point. So love them all. So how far ahead would you know that you were going to be in the episodes? Two, three weeks, I would say. I, I, it's a good question. Uh, I think you would, should ask somebody else that. I'm, I'm, but I've lost track. It's, yeah. been so, it's been so long. I can't really remember. But you wouldn't be told, um, like at the beginning of a season, that you were going to be in episodes one, seven, nine, and thirteen. Then, not laid out like that. Yeah. No. No. I was in an, when when we first meet the Jam Hadar. The episode was called the Jam Hadar. That mm. was supposed to be me. It was Quark right. and Nog going through the the the, the wormhole. Yeah. And they get they get uh, they have an interaction with the Jam Hadar. That was supposed to be. Father, not uncle and son, uncle and nephew, but father yeah. and son. That was supposed to be me, and they, they said we want you to do, you know, do this. Uh, I don't know, maybe that might have been earlier. That might have been like three weeks before, maybe. Uh, I said I'm shooting a movie. I was shooting a movie called Rumpelstiltskin, right? And I was, yeah. I was Rumpelstiltskin, and uh, I, 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 there's nothing. I and, and Iris said you, you don't want to be in this, this big episode where we meet the Jamadar for the first time. I said, Ira, I want to. I want to. I'm under contract. And it would have worked out, except there had been an earthquake, uh, uh, January 17th, 1994 earthquake. Uh, that was huge. That was a huge quake. And that that set my ma- Rumpelstiltskin makeup, mm. that set it, delayed it a couple of weeks. And in those two weeks, um, that, that's when Paramount needed me for... Uh, the uh, Jem'Hadar episode. Is there an episode that you're more proud of than any others? Yeah, I like the one I talked about, um, Facets, which mm-hmm. was a Dax episode, but it's the episode where I first stand up for Nog. Because that leads me to so that leads me, that episode led me to so many other things. I stand up for I, I uh, Slanjava, are you drinking? Um, uh, I, I, I'm on pins. Uh, pins and the camera's pins. Now. Mm-hmm. I'm on the since, since it is Wimbledon time of year, I'm on the pins. It's tradition, you see. And James is on Coca Cola his hangover by the yes. things. I, I, I'm on Coca Cola because last night I drank far too much and I'm regretting it. But that episode. That episode, uh, he stands up for his son, and then he stands up to Quark for uh, himself and the union, and so on and so forth. And he, it's it's the beginning of his ride through. Uh, uh, it's the beginning of his ride of his journey. You know, I mean, his it, journey took a little while to take off, and then it really takes off. Yeah, it really is a pivotal turning point for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Uh, a fun episode. A fun episode was uh, where there's was seven of us. What was that? The magnificent Ferengi. That was oh, a lot of fun. Yes. I love that episode. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Five, uh, what was it? Seven guys and this incredibly silly makeup and uh, and it's just a lot of just we all got along and um, <laughs> we were all suffering through the makeup together. That was a very nice thing. <laughs> yeah, so that, that must have been great fun to to film that episode, and then obviously Iggy Pop as well. 
being a, the icing on the cake, being a very cool gem for that. Uh, Iggy Pop was great. He, uh, I, I was concerned that he'd come in with an entourage and uh, be a little full of himself. He wasn't. He was totally the opposite. He said, "Do you need me to do anything here? Do you need me to do anything here? You want me to say this a certain way?" He was, he was lovely, lovely man. Yeah. Because well, one of the things I was also going to say to you, because you're such a great convention guest, and I think we've all missed conventions over the last now best part of 18 months. Um, are you are you looking forward to, to getting back to the conventions? Uh, am I looking forward to getting back to the... I like doing our show. I don't know if you've ever seen um, the Rat Pack show. Yeah. But I've I seen videos. Great... I've, I've yet to go to Las Vegas to the convention, but I have seen videos. We, we have a show that we do. It's it's Casey Biggs, who played Golden Mar, and uh, Vaughn Armstrong, who had has played more different um, Star Trek characters than any other actor. Uh, and what is he? He was especially, he was uh, Admiral. Uh, Admiral Forrest. Thank you. He was Admiral Forrest on Enterprise. Uh, Jeff Combs, who is a uh, Ferengi. And what's the other character he plays with the blue? Uh, the Andorians. Shran. He's Shran. What is that? Three. There's myself. And who am I missing? We kind of have a rotating... Uh, uh, Armin's in it. Uh, yeah, uh, no, we have a rotating slot that Armin started with, and uh, then he he um, he had uh, 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 other engagements. He's he would be doing a play or something, and he couldn't make it. So we asked Ethan Phillips mm -hmm. from Voyager to join us, and Ethan Phillips joined us. And now Armin cannot do the show, the next show, it, which is in about four or five weeks in Las Vegas. Armin can't do the next show, and Ethan Phillips is in is in England right now, as I speak, uh, doing a show, uh, do, doing a, a TV series there. You probably know more about it than I do. Um, so the Na Visitor is going to be our fifth person, and uh, yeah, I really uh, the fans seem to like it, and uh, we have a good time up there usually. Knock on wood. So yeah. We do silly. We do a bunch of silly songs, but it's 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 real. It's real. You know, it's like Tuvok the Voyager Vulcan had the very pointy ears, but he was stiff and uptight, even after several beers. All of the other crewmen would stop and try to make him laugh. Tuvok just kept on walking like a stick was up his ass, like that. Like that. We sing songs like that. Well, you, you play quite a big part in the Rat Pack because you are essentially the musical director of the Rat Pack, aren't you? Mm. I, I contribute songs. I contribute songs to them. The musical director is really our keyboard player, uh, Bill Burchell. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, yeah, well, as we speak, as we speak, we are planning our next uh, August show. So. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I, I'm not going to be there this year. No, it's a long um, way. Hey, it's a long way for me. I'm coming from Austria. So yeah. it's a long way for me to go. I didn't want to do it, but when they, they, they lost Ethan to, to um, the, the series that he's doing. And uh, yeah, it's a long way to go, especially in these dangerous times. No, I don't think I the dangerous so. times, I don't think the dangerous times are over, but so. Well, time, time will tell. Hopefully things are improving, albeit slowly, but they are improving. So. We'll see. We'll see. But if you can catch a video of it, I know people video it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I just, I just, it's just something I enjoy. I can't explain it any better than that. So, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you also write the words for the song that features at the beginning of What We Left Behind? Yes, I did. That's also a part of our show. That's also a part of it. Is that not part of the show, is that? that yeah, that's part of our, uh, well, it was one of the first songs in, in our Rat Pack show. So. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I, I have to say, I love the documentary as well. Yeah, it's good. The documentary, I, yeah, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything, but if you can get it out of a library, if you're out there in the, uh, listening, um, if you can get it out of the library or something and, 
I just think it's a wonderful. I think Ira Bear, I know he sweated doing it. <laughs> I think he came up with something really, really, really wonderful. To see Aaron in there and Renee in there and, 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 and the, emo the emotion in them was just astounding. Astounding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm quite happy to sell it. If you're listening and you haven't bought it, just go out <laughs> and buy it. <laughs> well, I, I'm quite happy. I, I have bought it, and I, I definitely got my money's worth because uh, there's one scene where a picture of me goes along on the ticker tape of the bottom of the screen. So I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll be starting an IMDb page for yourself next. <laughs> Maybe not quite. Okay. Not quite. Okay. We're not trying. No, we're not trying to sell anything. We're not trying to sell anything. So. Have you have you got any virtual cons coming up? I, I, I yes. As a matter of fact, uh, August seventh, I have something coming up with uh, Casey and uh, Sir Rock Lofton, and uh, I'm missing Jeff Combs. I believe so. Yeah. I don't like doing them. I don't like this technology. You know, I would understand you much better if you were, if you were in my house, you know, and we just had a, or in a bar somewhere and we just had a conversation. So it's uh, the technology is a little, I, I don't understand it. I, 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 that's part of it. So, but I, yes, yes, I have been talked into doing uh, August 7th. Uh, what did you call it? Uh, GalaxyCon you're doing. The GalaxyCon. I think it's GalaxyCon. I can't be sure. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the person-to-person -person thing. Right now, right now, we're, oh, well, you're not that far away. You're in, uh, in Edinburgh. I don't, know. I don't know how far. How far is that from Austria? Do you know? Um, I don't know. About, about a two-hour flight, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I go to, if I go to Los Angeles, it's like an 11-hour flight. So, yeah. You're not that far away, but it would be nice to have you right here, you know, in, a, in some live space, like at a convention or, or in a bar or somewhere. Well, I'm, well, James but, and I are... But I know... What's that? James and I are going to DST in November. In yeah, London. we're going to London. Well, have, have we met there before at DST? Uh, we have, I've met you in Vegas. Um, oh. oh, so you have you have gone to Vegas? I, I've been to Vegas a couple of times. So I, I've met you in Vegas, and I know a couple of um, Nicola uh, Taylor met you on the, the cruise a couple of years ago. Well, uh, when were you in Vegas? Uh, the last time I was there, I think, was seventeen. Um, and, and did you see our show? Did you see yeah. the, uh, the? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw the Rat Pack, and I saw you do the show with. Uh, in costume with Aaron on the stage, that was fantastic. Your, your little comedy routine that you used to do. With oh, we did, we did a little thing. We did a little thing, Aaron and I. Yeah, we. Yeah, that was. Uh, we saw something very special because we won't be doing that anymore. Will we? we won't be doing that anymore. And he used to be so annoying, and uh, yeah, you know. Used to be so annoying, and I and I would I I didn't know how much I would miss it, but uh, good man. I said it already. He's a good man, and that's the most important thing. He has a huge heart. Yeah, he's a very positive guy. Very positive guy, yeah. and he wanting to wanting to give that positivity that he had away to other people and instill it in them. So, anyway, Aaron Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was his joke if, if, if he had a joke uh, if seven of nine married Aaron Eisenberg he'd be Aaron Eisenborg something like that <laughs> something like that one of his he didn't have too many jokes but when he did <laughs> yeah it was a good one um, so, yeah, we will be in London in November for DST. We will. If you are, I don't know if you're a guest yet or um, you're planning. I seem, to, I seem to, well, we did the Rat Pack show at, at a DST, didn't we? Yes, you've done it at a DST. I've seen it on the schedule. We, 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 did, a, we did a Rat Pack show at a DST, I think. And uh, I've also yeah, done something. 
Go ahead. Sorry. So I was going to say, yes, I've seen a, a, a video of the um, DST rat pack that you did. Sadly, it wasn't one of the ones I was at, so I didn't get to see it. But I'll just yeah. have to go to Las Vegas instead at some point. I don't know how much longer Las... I, I don't know what's going on in, in, with the uh, with conv- the convention business. Something's going on. I don't know mm. what. So we'll see. we'll see how long how long we do that uh, rat pack show. We enjoy doing it very much. We, I think, yeah, we enjoy, we all enjoy doing it so much. So, are, are you do, are you doing the cruise next year? I'm scheduled to be on the cruise. Yes. I will see what's going on with the virus and the, the what is it? The, the next strain of virus, the, the Delta strain or whatever it's called. Delta plus at the moment, aren't we? Well, well, I'm scheduled to go. I'm spe- I, I think it leaves in March or late February. So, I am scheduled to go, but uh, yes, yeah, th- some of the news is st- there's still scary news out there. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's also very close to the now official convention, which I think is April in Chicago. Um, uh, what is the name of that convention? Did you say? The, well, the official convention is now in Chicago in April. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. There, I know there's a convention in Chicago, but I don't know who's running it. So. I, I think it's Reed Pop. Oh, Reed Pop, Reed Pop, they're huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are. They are huge. So, oh, but that's Chicago. Yeah, yeah. They're calling it Mission Chicago, apparently. The fifty-fifth is that the fifty-fifth mission? No, no. That's, that's the, the that's the Vegas that's, one, isn't it? That's the Vegas one. Okay, yeah. that's Creation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, creation I, I, has been. Well, I don't know if there'd be a, you know, I don't know if there'd be without Creation Entertainment. I don't think there'd be a uh, a Rat Pack show. I think that was partly their idea. So, yeah. good, good on them. Good on them. Uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the Creation stuff when I've been there. It's been, I think, it's been very well organised. Um, I'm really interested that also with the Creation Cons, you couple the other creatives there as well. It's not just the actors. So it's really interesting, I think, from a Star Trek perspective. Mm-hmm. It means maybe one day I might actually get to meet Ira Bear. Oh, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's on my, my bucket list is to meet Ira. Oh, I, I've met him. Did I not tell you that I've met him? Well, of course you've met him. You've met everybody. Yeah, Shut I, up, I, I, I met Ira. I had, I had a burger with him in Smashburger. And um, <laughs> Max, you mentioned Paul Armstrong. Um, there was a, well, basically, Vaughn and myself were drunk in the masquerade bar at about three in the morning, one morning. <laughs> <laughs> and that was very amusing. It was very amusing <laughs> being, being drunk with Vaughn at three in the morning in the masquerade uh, bar. Uh, uh, that's all, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> what else do you want to know? How can I, how can I, well, how, how can well, I give you good answers? Yeah, well, what can I what can I give good answers to? Oh, well, your, your answers have been brilliant. My what? Your answers tonight have been brilliant because you've just gone into detail on everything. Yeah. It's, you know, thoroughly enjoyed listening to you. Um, you need to come to Edinburgh so that we can take you out for beer. That's that's what we need to do next. Beer will take you down to whiskey bars and. The, the, long, the good real ale bars in Edinburgh. Well, we do we 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 do want to go to this place. Did they give tours of uh, and tours and samples? Uh, oh, how do you pronounce that? Ochentoshen. 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 Yeah, we want to go to that. We want to go to that. Whiskey place, yeah. That that that. Where they make the whiskey? Do they give free samples when you get there? Yes, they do. Okay, then yes. then we're on our way. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> well, that that distillery is just outside Glasgow, actually. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been so to Glasgow. I've been to Glasgow a couple of times uh, with Armin Shimmerman the first time. Oh, and right. I don't know if you were. There. I don't know if you were there. I don't know if you were around. It may have been before you were born, but. But we were there, yeah. The guy who ran the show was from Aberdeen. Yeah. Was that? I don't. He had a very simple name, and I can't remember it. Yeah. 
Uh, and I remember he had no accent. He was the only he was the only person there who he had no he had no accent. I totally understood him. At least no accent as far as I was concerned. So I said, Where are you from? I said, All the Glasgow people have accents. He said, I'm not from Glasgow, I'm from Aberdeen. So I don't know if that had I don't know if where he's from. I don't know if Aberdeen had anything to do with he, it. He's probably not from Aberdeen. That accent's really strong and really hard to understand is the Aberdeen accent. Yeah. Stronger, stronger than Glasgow. Very much so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just ran into certain people who had light accents. I don't know. Um, I've got thunder and thunder and lightning outside my window now. I've gone from, really. Yeah, I've gone from bright sunshine to very heavy thunder and lightning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now, we're, we're due that at some point this evening, but it hasn't hit us yet, so it must be coming southwards, I guess. We had a hailstorm. When was that? Was it last week? We had a hailstorm. The hail, like I've never seen before. It looked, I mean, the ground was covered in what looked like snow, but it was actually hail. Just a uh, damage. I mean, real serious damage to places got flooded. You know? Not our place, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, what else? What else? What else? What is, the, what is the name of this? Is this a podcast? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, what is the name of the podcast? Spock the Week. <laughs> Spock, like Leonard Dean Moy's character. Spock. Yes. Spock yes. the Week. The yes. Week. So in in the UK, there's um, a comedy panel show um, where they talk about current affairs and things on the television, and that's called Mock the Week. <laughs> so it, it's it's a play on on that. Okay. Um, uh, but we've got at least two listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Two what? Uh, two listeners that we know of. <laughs> oh, are they calling in? Do they uh, have the ability? Do, do you have the capability for them to call in? And uh, well, we've had one of them on as a guest. Well, no, we've had both of them on as a guest actually. <laughs> Uh, and we have uh, a listener in Texas. We know that we do have a listener in Texas also. So, <laughs> so uh, we, we have a global reach. Mm -hmm. Long reach is right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's mostly for the Alba crew that we do this. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Hi, Alba crew. Hello, Alba crew. And, uh, glad that you're there. Glad that you're out there. Um, and the Alba Just crew. saying hi. I, I, as Alba crew, I am coming to Scotland someday. Uh, if I don't die first, I'm going to come to Scotland, and I'm going to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to pick up some scotch for one thing. But uh, yeah. Well, we would love to have you as our guest, Max. We certainly would. Uh, well, right now it's very difficult to travel, but we'll we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we can only do it in the summer. We can only travel in the summer because of work and school, but uh, yeah. But we can. Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. Usually, we go to America. Uh, oh, Happy Fourth! Who wished me? A, did someone there wish me a Happy Fourth of July? It's on my list. You here. did. You did, Gregor. Gregor, you wished me a Happy Fourth of July today. Today is the Fourth of July. It is the day the American colonies declared their independence from uh, England. And uh, and never looked back. So sorry. Uh, yeah. So, uh, now I feel same. like the body. <laughs> the, so, <laughs> so so today is the uh, happy birthday, United States of America. Yeah, happy Fourth of July to everyone listening in the states. Happy Fourth, Happy Fourth, everybody. Yeah. So what else you got? What else you got? What else? I think we got one more question. In, in one more question. What else? I think we've answered an awful lot of them. Yeah, I think I think we've gone we've gone through our list, Gregor. <laughs> I think we have. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like us. We've been on topic for most of the podcast. I don't this know what's is, going on. I know this is a this, this episode is an aberration compared to the other ones. So. Apparition. Yeah, apparition. <laughs> No, Max, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. It certainly has. Well, you've made me feel very comfortable, and that's not easy to do because I'm uptight. Like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty uptight about that. I'm, I'm not – I would like to be in the same room as you guys. You know, that would be much easier. 
Well, and it, uh, that, 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 this is, um, I, feel, I feel the distance. I understand. It's a great tool. Don't spit out. It's a great tool, given the fact that we can't, um, you know, I can't get a hop a plane without a COVID test and get over to see you right now. But uh, so it's a great tool to have. But, yeah, well, but I want to see you in person. Uh, yeah, come well. say hello. If you ever see me anywhere, come say hello. Okay. Please. We will. We will. We will. Okay. Hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll maybe see you in November in London. If not, we'll definitely um, when you make it to Scotland. We'll make yeah, it. I think we're going to skip this year. I think we. I think uh, what they seem to do is they they skip a year with me. I do one year, don't do the next year. So we'll see. We'll see. You never know. You never know. But uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you anyway. Okay. Thank you. Me, me, and me, you as well. Okay. okay. Ciao. I'm going to well, say ciao. Mm. And uh, wish I wish all the best. Stay safe. Okay. Okay. Thank you very you much, too. Max. You Thanks too. ever so much, Max. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, James, where can we find you? So, you can find me on Twitter at the Militant. What about yourself, Gregor? Where can we find you? Also on Twitter at Crabbit Ginger. Well, have you enjoyed season three? I thoroughly enjoyed season three. It's been a revelation. It has, and what a way to end season three that was. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a guy. Uh, just an absolute gentleman. and uh, loved hearing these stories. Yeah, so I think that we've just got to say the thing, really, haven't we? I think so. So, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Live, live long, long and prosper. prosper. Or as the Ferengi say, live long and profit. <laughs> <laughs>